This is The Couple Next Door, script number 152 for broadcast Tuesday, July 29, 2.30 to 2.45 p.m. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. What are you doing up at 6 o'clock in the morning? Well, it's time for the baby's bottle, and I haven't heard a sound from in there. Well, darling, don't worry about it. That's what we have a nurse for, isn't it? Now, let's get back into bed and rest, huh? Miss Tornado Uh, will take care of everything. Don't keep calling her that now. You might slip and say it to her face. It's Miss Oglethorpe. You know, I just realized what she looks like. A llama. A what? A llama. You know, those South American animals that look so high and mighty. Oh. Well, she sort of looks like a camel, too, but... I wish Anne had never talked us into getting her. She hasn't even been here a day yet, and she just takes over. I don't feel it's my house or my baby or anything. Well, don't worry, darling. She won't take me away from you. <laughs> it's a cinch. Oh, no, no. Well, no. I don't think we need a baby nurse. We really can't afford it. And I know I can take care of him myself. I feel fine. Darling, I mean, you seem to forget why we got her. The idea is that you and I will have more time to devote to Betsy. Well, Betsy doesn't feel a baby's taking her place. Well, I know, but... Now, we both know that Betsy's nose has been out of joint quite a bit by this new arrival, so... I know, I know. I guess you're right. But I just hate having a stranger around here taking over. Are we supposed to eat all our meals with a nurse, too? Oh, yeah, look, I was going to ask you about that. Well, I don't know. If we do, we won't have any privacy at all. And I just wonder if it isn't going to make me more work in the long run. I mean, I don't believe she helps with cooking or dishes or anything like well, that. Well, darling, why didn't you look into that before you hired her? Well, Anne recommended her, and I just went on Anne's word. Well, we'll soon know. I guess you better get up. Get up? Six o'clock in the morning. I know. But the nurse told me last night late that she wants to have a conference with both of us before you go to work today. Oh. She apparently has already decided on a on the suggested changes that will make it easier for all of us to live together for six weeks. Oh, she has. Yes, yeah, so come on, now get up. Yeah. If we're paying for the luxury of a baby nurse, we might as well get the most we can out of it. What's new? Well, if you're a regular CBS radio listener, you don't have to answer that question with a sheepish grin and a shrug of the shoulders. You know what's new in the nation and in international affairs. Thanks to the neatly capsuled summaries most of these stations are bringing you every night in the week. Five nights by Walter Cronkite in New York, and on Fridays and Saturdays by Wells Church in Washington. These two top CBS newsmen give you a fast five minutes of what's new. For more comprehensive coverage, CBS Radio brings you the World News Roundup, bright and early every morning. Wherever the news is breaking, CBS News has a man on the spot. He's an expert at fast, accurate, detailed reporting. He knows the history, sociology, and current events of the country he's covering. When the news breaks, he's on top of it. And you're on top of it as well. You can go round the world in 15 fascinating minutes every morning on the World News Roundup. coffee, Miss Oglethorpe? Uh, No, thank you. 
Now, if I may continue... Oh, yes, please, go ahead. I realize that some of the rules and regulations that I've insisted upon may seem somewhat uh, severe to you. But I'm here, after all, to do the best I can for your baby. Oh, yeah, yes, oh, yes. yes, of course. Oh, yes. Uh, now, about meals. Oh, yes, well, naturally, we... I would yeah. prefer not to have meals with you, if that is agreeable to you. Oh, well, oh, I... I would if... prefer to have them in my room on a tray. After all, I would like some privacy. Oh, well, of course, Well, of naturally, course, that, that's quite all right with us, isn't, isn't it, dear? You feel... Yes, yes, certainly, certainly. I mean, we, we'd like you to feel welcome to eat with us, but if you prefer not to... Yes, oh, yes, we, we quite understand. <laughs> Thank yes, you. <laughs> after all, we will see quite enough of each other without forcing the issue. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, yes, I feel... I mean, yes, yes we understand. And now, about perfectly. the rooms... The rooms. It is quite ridiculous for me to be in the guest room. Oh, well, that's all right. In fact, we, we haven't any other place for you, Miss Oglethorpe. I mean, that, that's why I fixed it up for the baby to be in there with you. Uh, yes, well, it is most inconvenient. Uh, the lack of a bathroom. Oh, well, I know it isn't easy to share ours, Miss Oglethorpe, but perhaps we can arrive at some arrangement where we have a uh, I see no reason to inconvenience you. And having studied the house thoroughly and your pattern of living, I have what I think is an excellent suggestion. What? Uh, your daughter's room has a bathroom. Well, yes, I mean, you know how children are. I suggest them... that Betsy be moved into the guest room to share your bathroom with you, and Baby and I will take over Betsy's room and bath. Well, it really is absolutely essential to have a bathroom that is convenient, one in which the bassinet can be set up at all times, and the various other necessities so essential to the baby's health and welfare. Oh, well, now, now, now look here. That, that's Betsy's room. Yes, I, I, I mean, mean, I don't I, think I, she'd uh, like giving it up at all, Miss Oglethorpe. I hardly see it as a question of whether she would like it or not. Well, my goodness, it's her room. I mean, I'd have to ask her. <laughs> of course, I don't approve of asking a child. It is my opinion that that is one of the reasons we have so much difficulty with a modern child. She was always being asked whether she would like something or not, instead of being told to do it. Well, I, dear, dear... Well, I, I... Well, there may be something to what you say, Miss Oglethorpe, but after all, one of the main reasons we're having you is to make Betsy a little happier about the new baby. Yes. I mean, so that my wife has more time to devote herself to Betsy. Yes, now, that's... seems to me if we, if we take Betsy's room away from her, we're defeating our purpose right off the bat. Yes, I, I think my husband's right. Yes, I'm right. I mean, can't you share Betsy's bathroom anyhow, if you prefer? I mean, without changing rooms? She really doesn't use it much anyhow, Miss Oglethorpe. I mean, she has a bath before she goes to bed, and I could arrange it so, you know, so it doesn't interfere with the baby's schedule. And, and What about the baby's two o'clock bottle? I really prefer to keep the bottle warmer and the fresh diapers all in one place. I can place the baby on the bassinet to change him while the bottle is warming. I certainly do not care to have all those things cluttering up the room, which, after all, will be my bedroom, dining room, and living room while I'm here for six weeks. Yes. Oh, yes, well, I... <laughs> I suppose we could have all those things in our bathroom, dear. You mean just keep that stuff set up all the time? That I got to remove that bath in it every time I want to take a shower? Exactly. Well, honey, look, don't you think you could at least ask Betsy? Betsy should be told, not asked. No child that age is capable of making an accurate decision. She wants to be told what to do. I've had a great deal of experience with children, and believe me, they have a much greater sense of security if they know what they have to do and are made to do it. Children like to know where they stand. Well, i got to admit, honey, Miss Oglethorpe and I see eye to eye on that. I mean, I've always said that. I've always said that I think you pamper Betsy too much. I pamper her. Well... I pamper well, her. Why, she winds you right around her little finger. You give her anything she asks oh. for. All she has to do is cuddle up to you and say, please... 
Pretty please with sugar on right away. Right away, you give in to her. Look, I bought her a tent for Pete's sake. So one measly tent. Thirty dollars. I certainly don't call thirty dollars. Well, she wanted to sleep outdoors. My gosh, I always loved doing that when I was And how often has she slept in it once? Then she came in the house in the middle of the night. She came in the house. Another thing that is far more unsettling to a child, and which certainly gives them a sense of insecurity, is a home where the mother and father are given to constant bickering. According to William Beecher, a well-known child psychologist... Just a minute, we are not given to constant bickering. I accepted this position because I was given to understand that you were modern thinking parents, most anxious to the best by both of your children. Bickering, whether constant or intermittent, is most detrimental. And while I feel that you may think that it is none of my business... I believe you yourself, sir, stated yesterday when I arrived that you welcomed any suggestions for the happiness of your children. Well, certainly, but my wife and I do not constantly bicker. And In the short time that I have been here, you have disagreed rather violently on the name for a baby, on which television program you wish to watch. Well, I don't call those arguments, Miss Oglethorpe. We were just discussing it. Well, uh, you will excuse me. I think I hear baby. I would appreciate it if you would discuss changing Betsy's room. Thank you. I want you to fire her. Look, you said yesterday I couldn't. You said she'd passed up two other jobs because Ann recommended this and we'd guaranteed her six weeks. I don't care. We don't constantly bicker. Do we? Well, we... Uh, no. I mean, I, I don't think so. My gosh, every mother and father have slight disagreements, don't they? Look, show me two people who live together and who agree on everything. Well, could she be right? I mean, sure, shouldn't we have... Any disagreements at all in front of Bits? I don't know. I don't know. All I do know <laughs> is that it sure is hard for a parent to know what is right and what is not right yes, to do. Yes, it's easier and... for her to tell us she hasn't any of her own. Yeah, no. well, look, as soon as Betsy wakes up, we'll bring her... We'll bring up this changing room business and... Yes. Well, about Betsy, I mean, shall we ask her or tell her? Well, tell her, I guess. I mean, just tell her it's going to be changed. <laughs> Look, sweetheart, now, now, Betsy, honey, here. I, uh, Give up my room. It's only for six weeks, dear. That's right, and you can have the guest room. Honey. I don't want the guest room. I want my own room. But don't you see, Betsy, it's very inconvenient for the nurse and the baby and mommy and daddy. That's four of us to share one bathroom. And there you are, one person for one bathroom. Why don't you let the nurse have your bathroom and you and Daddy can use my bathroom? Because it's too inconvenient yes. for Daddy to traipse way, way in there. Besides, you know, darling, the nurse has got to get up at 2 o'clock to, to warm the bottle for the baby. This way she wouldn't wake anybody up. I don't care if she wakes me up coming through my room. Betsy, now believe, Mommy, this is only for six weeks. And anyhow, we're going to be in a new house this fall. Then you'll have your own bathroom and Baby will have his room. I don't care. I want my own room now. Well, I'll help you move your things over to the guest room this morning. And you can arrange things any way you want to, darling. I'm not going to move. Now, Betsy, darling, I want you to... we're not asking her to move. We're telling her, remember? Now, you are changing your room today. I hate you. Why, Betsy, you mustn't say that to... You'll be sorry. That's all I can say. You'll be sorry. Oh, now, Betsy, please... We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. You know, everybody has his own definition of fun, and we wouldn't presume to make one for you personally. The best we can do is schedule a wide variety of shows and hope, as the facts bear out, that you'll find enough of what you want to keep tuned to the star's address. 
Two tempting evening shows that work out well with you folks are the Amos and Andy Music Hall and the Robert Q. Lewis Show. Of course, we're being pretty shrewd with these shows, playing a couple of sure things. Almost nobody in show business has more experience with your taste in entertainment than Freeman Gosden Charles Correll. Add music, songs, surprise guest stars to the merry mischief-making of the Amos and Andy Music Hall, and, well, let's admit it, you can't miss. That's the formula that spelled new success for old friends on the Amos and Andy Music Hall on CBS Radio. And it's the same way with the Robert Q. Lewis Show. With a whale of a background in show business, Robert Q. Lewis can't miss either. So tune in his gang tonight, and you'll get the points with room to spare. Hi, dear. Goodness, you're home already? Yeah. I haven't even started dinner. I was lying down for a few minutes. Oh, now, don't get up, don't get up. I want to take a shower before dinner anyway. You must have had a terrible day. You look worn out. Well, truth is, I was kind of upset all day. I thought maybe we did the wrong thing. About what? About what? Changing Betsy into the guest room. Oh, that. Well, look, Anyhow, I decided that we shouldn't make her do it. I asked everybody at the office what they thought about it, and the majority seemed to feel that psychologically it would be a bad thing. all the psychology business. Go into the guest room. Go on. Huh? Come on, I'll I'll go. I'll come with you. What are you talking about? Come on. I thought maybe Betsy would run away from home or something. Oh, come on. Hi, sweetheart. You still arranging? I think my dollhouse looks better over there. Oh, hi, Daddy. Hi. Doesn't my new room look nice? Oh, we have had the most wonderful time, Daddy, rearranging and hanging pictures. There's lots more room in here. I like it. Oh, I tell you, I t- this morning you said you hated me for wanting you to move. <laughs> oh, I did hate you this morning, but I really love you. Oh, oh sure, God. she does. <laughs> well, I can't figure him out. But it looks beautiful in here, darling. Well, anyhow, I think I'll go and take my shower. All right, dear. I put my decks right by the window, Mommy, so I could look out. Oh, you've done a wonderful job of arranging things, Betsy. Hey, for Pete's sake, what's all this? What's all what? Well, look at this bathroom. I thought they moved the baby's things into the other bathroom. Oh. <laughs> well, that's the bathinet for Betsy's dolls right there, dear. And those are her sailboats and the plastic motorboats for the bathtub. And don't knock down my clothesline, Daddy. I washed my dolly's clothes today. Well, honey, we're sharing our bathroom now with Betsy. Uh, she said I'd be sorry. <laughs> now, look, dear, if she can make sacrifices, so can we, Boy, can't I tell we now? Your life gets more your... and more complicated. Pick up your boat. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Francie Myers and Edith Atwater and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz, inviting you to listen again tomorrow for The Couple Next Door.